welcome to Beyond the Noise Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Stutz, alongside my beautiful, ever-present wife, Tish Stutz. Uh, last week, I had announced, sweetie, that, uh, that we're having a baby. And I, I keep saying last week, I, I last Monday, just um, I had announced that we're having a little baby. And how does that make you feel? We're excited. We uh, wasn't expecting to have the news of a little baby, but we know that God has plans for us, and God has a future for this baby, and we couldn't be more excited. We already have two right now, and I guess we're going to have three in a, in about um, eight months, I'm assuming. April 5th. April the 5th is the birth estimated date, birth estimated dates. birth date. You know, it's kind of crazy how they can tell exactly uh, to the day, almost, uh, when you're going to have these babies. Back in the Western days, they just kind of had to shoot from the hip and assume and guess whenever that day was going to be there. And you'd have to rush into town on your horse and buggy and... Or the, or the doctor would come to your house. Could you imagine living way out here and and um, having to call the doctor to come way out here if you even have cell phone service? They had cell phones? No, boss. What I'm <laughs> saying, what I'm saying is <laughs> no, you'd, you'd have to imagine. you'd have to rush into town and and um, contact our local doctor. Which back in the western days, though, they were mostly all drunks. I'll say by the by then you could just do it yourself. Yeah, I mean, you can you can give birth and do it all yourself, basically. I mean, they, they'd give you a, a do-it-yourself home kit with the hot water and the and the, and the hot towels and stuff like that. Uh, but nowadays, everything is so sanitary. They do everything by the books. Uh, we've been through this twice now, and I'm going to tell you that I had to comfort Tish both times so she wouldn't pass out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, but apparently uh, I had an issue with blood, and them days are over with now, because I'm covered in it. So, not literally. Not literally. I mean, I, I'm covered in, in the blood of Jesus, truthfully. <laughs> well, today we're going to be talking about making yourself available. Uh, so, to to be available, what's that look like to you? Submission. Submission. Um, you know, whenever you're on a job working any kind of full-time job, then you're not available to your employer. <laughs> Probably get fired. Probably get fired. Uh, James 4 and 7 says, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. All throughout the Bible, we see many examples of men and women making themselves available to be used by God. From Moses and Aaron, Elijah to Elisha, Rahab, King David, Solomon, and many, many more. Uh, you say you want to become a mighty man or woman of God. I say, have you made yourself available? Amen. You know, and with that being said, uh, King David, or at that point in time it was David. Do you remember whenever him and his men went up to Abigail at her husband's house and uh, they were willing to do whatever it took to make sure that both Abigail and her then husband were taken care of. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And so, um, whenever it was all said and done, her husband wasn't having it at all. So what happened was, uh, she began, he, King David was going to kill her husband. And she kept calling him King, King David. At that point in time, he, he wasn't even the king yet. He was just a, a mere general in, in, in the army, but not even a king yet. So she began calling them things out. And then later on, he became become available to become king. 
Yeah, and also another example is 1 Kings 17, 17, 10 through 14. It says, So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came into the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal, and a barrel, and a little oil in it, uh, in a cur- cruise. I guess that was a vessel? Yeah, the, it was like a, it was like a um, little small vessel, pretty much, yeah. that, that they kept the water and the oil and stuff. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, and that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto thee, Fear not, and go and do as thou hast said, but make me a small cake uh, I made first, and bring it to me. And let's stop right there and let's look at that. You see, whenever he, he told her to stop what you're doing, and go do this for me, and basically God's going to bless you continually. Uh, do you, do you think, for instance, that she, she might think in, in her mind that this guy lost his mind? Mm-hmm. I mean, put yourself in her shoes for a second. She was at her last straw, about to cook her last cake and her last piece of oil, her last this and her last everything. Everything was last for her. There was no other way out. There was no other way through. But this was it. They were going to eat this cake and die. Yeah, I mean, she probably had given up all hope. And uh, Elijah came at just the right time to show her if she makes herself available to God, then he's going to do the impossible for her. Yeah, uh, key word is making yourself available to God because so many times we get distracted and we lose track of what really matters the most, and that's being available to God. Yeah. So, do you want to be used by God? You know what you got to do? Make yourself available. Do you want to see things change? Also, you have to make yourself available. And if you want to feel God, you have to make yourself available. So, are you available? Jeremiah 18, 1 through 2. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my word. And in verse 6, we see God speaking to him about Israel. Doing things that doesn't make sense to us makes perfect sense to God. Have you made yourself available to be used of God? Stop simply saying, if it's God's will, I'll tell someone about Jesus. Invite someone to church or pray with a stranger. We are are good at making up excuses for not doing what's right. When it comes to walking out Christian duties and telling others about Christ, that's right. It, it's so easy to to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor to do whatever. Like like when the pastor's in church, he says, "Look at your neighbor and tell him this." It's easy to tell him that because you're not walking that out. You don't understand the difficulty. You see, with our ministry, we go out into the highways, into the byways. We talk to people that nobody else wants to talk to. We uh, talk to the alcoholics. We talk to the ones that maybe looks different or maybe maybe even smells different. But you know what? We are making ourselves available. And as we as we step out there, that's that's the main thing is when you step out, God will meet you halfway. 
You sure will. And changes will come when you allow God to use you. When I first, uh, I'm sorry, when you first hired onto the city uh, as a patcher, within a year you were promoted two more times. Why? Well, you know, that's a good question. You know, whenever I had hired in back then with the city, uh, I was making the most lowest pay on the job the lowest pay and there was no one beneath me no one made as less as least as I did and so I, I would drive around patching and there I think there was 200 and some odd roads I, I want to say in the city it, it was a little small city and the population was roughly 2,000 some odd people but I made it a point to work as hard as I could and be as available as I could be to my employer because I knew that I am working my, my way up the ladder if it took me two years or four years but in this particular uh, instance it took me roughly about six months to, to gain several promotions and several raises and you know I, I can honestly say that um, I had pretty good uh, upper management who who would take time out who would uh, say hey we're going to send you to school. We're going to get you licensed in the water industry, and we did all that. And um, and after a while, we got, I got pushed up, and I was making almost double what I hired in at, all because of being available to to my employer. Come rain, sleet, or shine, I was out there doing whatever that I needed to be done or needed to be done. Yeah, and that's because you made yourself available. And also, make the first move. People say. Well, I'm waiting on God. Well, your duty as a Christian is to be available. The Bible calls it being instant in season and out of season, which is Second Timothy four and two. Isaiah four, I'm sorry, Isaiah six and one. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting in the throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims; each one had six wings, and a twain. He he covered his face. Yeah, and, and, wine, and, I think that's and if we look at that passage, you see Isaiah. If you continue reading on, Isaiah is sitting there in, in the presence of God, and God is looking at him, and the seraphims are flying around, saying, "Crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts." And then this real loud voice shouted out, "Who will go for us?" And Isaiah. A, I, I kind of picture him as a as a hungry Pentecostal. <laughs> he's hot, he's like on his knees, probably covering his face, saying, "God send me, God send me. We will go. We'll go do the will that you want us to do." And Isaiah is, a, it, is expressing to God that he comes from a people of unclean lips. His heritage is not a great one. He doesn't have rich people in his heritage who were, who were to be mentioned about. He was, he had just people that wouldn't go to church. Probably the ones who didn't go to church, the ones who had hangups, the ones who maybe went once a year. But God seen Isaiah, and He said, "You know what? I got something for you. Because you have came to me and you said, hey, 'Hey, I'm a man of unclean lips.' I'm gonna." Have a seraphim take the coal from the altar and bring it to your lips and purify your lips so you're now cleansed and you're made whole. 
Uh, so it's time to make yourself more available to God, despite how you feel or what others think about you. God is your creator and wants to commune with you. Do you want to be used? Do you want to hear the voice of God? Make yourself available. So yeah, and um, th- this was a this is what God give us at the first of the year is make yourself available. And there is no, there is nothing greater that that I've experienced in this past year than to be available to be places I ordinarily wouldn't be, to be talking to people ordinarily I wouldn't talk Mm -hmm. to. The Lord said to make yourself available. If you want to be used of Him today, you have to be available. And if that means talking to your employer, talking to your coworker, talking to your family and friends about Jesus, then do it and. As he leads you, and just like he led Jeremiah down to the potter's house, you know, as he leads you, he'll guide you, and he will ordain every one of your steps. Yeah, um, we, there's so many countless examples in the Bible that we can follow. Uh, find you a passage and, and read it and see how that person made themselves available or or uh, how they witnessed to somebody or how they showed the love of Christ or the compassion of Christ and, and do that in your daily walk. Yeah, and you will see a, a huge, huge difference in your daily walk. And, and as, you, as you grow closer, uh, you will see God changing you and your attitude and everything about you. Uh, you'll no longer want to do what you used to do. You know, people all the time ask me, do I have to to quit drinking to come to your church? Or do I have to quit smoking to come to your church? You know, and honestly, we don't have a church. We we go to a church. We attend a church, but we don't ourselves pastor a church just yet. So I always tell them, though, you know, you don't come to God altogether. You don't come to God all clean and all perfect and all smelling good and dressing nice. But you come to God jacked up i i came to god all messed up okay i'm just gonna shoot straight i came to god i was messed up i I wasn't where i needed to be with him and i came to him because i was hungry for more of what he had and whenever you do that don't worry about everything else god will clean you up you come to him and he will get you fixed up and clean you right up because that's that's kind of what he does amen amen so um we're going to be continuing on our uh, our sessions and our, our topics. I think next week's going to be hope. Did you want to say hope? Yeah, hope's a good one. People need to know about hope. You know, because in, in this in this day and age, hope is something that a lot of people's lost. You know, it, it's important to know that God still loves you. God is still there. And, and despite what anyone else tells you, and despite what grandma and grandpa says or mom and dad or anybody if you would get the bible and you would look at it you know if we have faith and people say well i don't have any faith and then i i'm asking well did god create this world they say well of course well there's your faith because that that faith that tells you that and the bible tells you that so that's that's faith to know that god created the heavens and the earth it takes faith to know that you know, uh, naturally, everyone is trying to find a way out, and the only way out is through the blood of Jesus. 
and go unto him and according to Matthew 16 25 and 24 you know whenever you come to Jesus he gives you the opportunity to choose what to do are you gonna uh, pick up your cross and follow him or are you gonna do your own thing are you gonna die to the things of this world and have everlasting life or are you just gonna die yep Guy, hope it's gonna be a good study. So, y'all don't forget to tune in. Uh, if you get a chance, check out the books "Keys to Everyday Life." We have that one on um, on sale, and check out the website. That's www dot dot org. And we're gonna have some pretty cool topics coming up. I know that next week's gonna be on hope. So tune in, and we would see you all uh, on Friday, and we're going to have a, a much longer session then. We'll see you all on Friday. We'll get back to our 28-minute. Uh, we just, we're just uh, making a, a couple changes and a couple format changes, but we will see you on Friday at 8 a.m. on Beyond the Noise. Mm-hmm.